0: you in Burrowhead. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the
1: air. And it is gone. Gone.
0: Burrowhead my ass. Yeah. They said they run the damn AFC. They lie. They, they said we wasn't going to whoop their ass. They lie. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions.
1: Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Broad Podcast. Uh, tonight you got myself Neil and I'm joined by two blasts from the past here who haven't been on a podcast in a while. We've got Chris. Chris, how are you, man? I'm good, thank you. Cause pause there. You had me worried for a second. You got excellent and Duncan's back. Duncan, how are you, bro? Yeah,
2: first first time, long
1: time or long time something time. Hello. Have you had a nice off-season, both of you? Weathered well? <laughs> well about, um,
2: I'm I, I, I've not got my camera on here, but I'm definitely looking weathered.
3: I mean. Yeah, I'm looking and feeling weathered as well. So, yeah, I'd say well, so. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one.
1: I think, Doug, you have um, the perfect excuse there at home with young Stanley. Yes. In the house, possibly since we last recorded. I'm tr- I was trying to think. I know you were there for the live mock draft, and I couldn't think of any you'd been on since. Yeah. No. Well, so you might have been on one. Yeah. He was definitely born before the draft. Was
2: he? Yeah. Because we watched draft day together.
1: You were feeding that time, were you? Yeah. We watched. We watched
2: draft day together. So. Yeah. He was. Um, yeah. It's, it's been a while since since we chatted. I just I'm not entirely sure. It just hasn't scheduled something lined up. No, yeah, I like no. to say I'm a, I'm a busy man, but um, I'm not really.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you are what you want.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm currently be- between job opportunities, so you know, did a lot of homes under the hammer. <laughs> did uh,
1: Did you Did you watch that with no sound on? Because uh, there was a comedian who did a routine about that, and it's like. Uh, if you watch Holmes Under the Hammer with no sound on, it's just people w- walking into a room, looking around, and then leaving the room, and it's the most bizarre show ever.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you watch I watch quite a lot of TV with the sound off now and subtitles on because I'm old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's a really strange programme. Um, I don't know if there's equivalent on American TV or any other international TV. I'm sure there is. Yeah, so these, there must be. these, these, these so-called property experts Um, at least one of whom is an ex-professional soccer player Uh, so they go into these houses which are for sale by auction and I don't know if that's a thing which happens in other countries Um, I mean listen I could do an hour on trying to explain the Scottish market (laughs) to people if they want, I won't bother but these, these soccer experts pretend to walk into a house that they've never seen for the first time and they look amazed and then they open a cupboard and say, "Ooh, let's see what's in this cupboard. And there's a convenient camera in the cupboard and they do a surprise face. It's a strange program. Somebody buys a house, does it up, makes a fortune. Everyone gets jealous. But, That's good synopsis. But for, for people who are not working during the day, it's an easy way to fill an hour, right? Mm,
1: yeah. Are uh, uh, you into Countdown as well? That was, that was always a good student way no, to fill
2: an yeah, no. no, Countdown, not so much. It's Rachel, Rachel Riley. Riley. Yeah, true, well, really. yeah, she's smart. Um, yeah. I'm going to my, <laughs> my, uh, like my pet peeve of daytime TV. And this is, I'm uh, disappointed because I used to love it as a student. It's Bargain Hunt. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm really sorry if anyone listening has ever been on Bargain Hunt, but it just takes a special kind of wanker to go on
3: Bargain Hunt. <laughs> is, it like, is it still David Dickinson?
2: No, Dickinson does something I else. I love
3: David Dickinson. I have got his autobiography somewhere. I uh, met him in Harrogate once. <laughs> he looked as teak as you thought you would.
2: <laughs> this is this is an off-season podcast, isn't it? This, uh,
1: uh, this and
2: some deep off-season is indeed. Stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? We're, we're so close to the season that when I said before we started recording that we play on Sunday, a, an unnamed member of the other two was like, "Really, <laughs> Sunday?" Um, so we've got the Saints on Sunday, lads. Sunday at six pm, we actually have Chiefs football to watch. Um, In a fashion. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, it's better than no football. Possibly, and it's not a one am kickoff, which is always a plus for preseason games. Yeah, okay. uh, I think that my
2: my my interest for like this preseason is it's really low. And I think it's because, like, we're in we're in this golden era of Chiefs football, right? The, the team is as good as it's ever been. It's probably as good as it's ever going to get. But it's also it's also really boring at the moment. Take out take t- take out the the will he won't he um, debate over a certain defensive tackle.
0: Like, are, there,
2: are is, is there genuinely any position battles out there? Like, I, I did a uh, no. Like an early cut of the roster, and you think there's probably like you imagine almost almost all the starters are probably nailed on at the moment. That like you're maybe okay. looking at like the fourth, the fourth linebacker as like a, you know, will he get in? Will we carry six or seven wide receivers, and then so you're like so the seventh wide receiver, like your special teams gunner, like it's just. That, like, the it's moment, hard to get
1: excited about that, isn't it? Yeah,
2: exactly. So the, the storylines and the, the the ones to watch during the like during the preseason just just aren't there at the moment.
1: Well, I think I heard uh, Nate Taylor bef- just before training camp, and he was like, "Guys, fifty-one of the fifty-three at least are set in stone. Like, that they're, they're not going to be much in the way of." Um, of places up for grabs here. Uh, fourth linebacker, there, Drew Trainquilt. Right, that's that one done. Fifth linebacker, maybe. Um, but yeah, Coughlin, there's on. Yeah, oh, that's a good call, actually. Yes, he's he's firmly in. Actually, I had the. Uh, Who was that, Duncan? Call. Sorry, Jack Cochran. He'll be a yes. Jack
0: Cochran,
2: fifth yeah. linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, you know, well, that's thing, like, It almost feels like the only thing that the that guys can do from our team is play their way out. Yeah. Oh I think like what like what's what's the worst thing that can happen on, on Sunday, right? Injuries aside. Like yeah say for instance, we've got generic Prince, who everyone's been talking up as this sort of you know, dark horse, no one's seen him come in player. What what if he's what if he sucks? <laughs> he, he's still gonna make the roster, right? It would it would seem that way. Yes. Like, it it looks that way, yes. What if, what if he looks Exactly like an undrafted free agent. Mm. Like
1: <laughs> he's not—he's not even on the depth chart. He's not listed as in the top four. It's Pacheco, McKinnon, Clyde, Edward, Solaire, and Le Michael Pirine is the fourth no, running no, back no. on our roster. Um, so I don't know where Prince is, but yeah, he—he's the kind of the one coming in to get your job kind of thing. And even then, he might not even... Well, I think he will make the roster, but he's right in the back
3: end. You've also got Gerry Ely. who is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? He was a running back. He's then got wide receiver reps. He then got running back reps. Just, I don't know. But actually, two of my three hot takes that I was thinking about do relate to kind of... One's relating to a roster. Will they want to make it? And the other one is um, relating to a rookie who... I think, will become a starter early on in the season and displace somebody else. So it does kind of... It, it kind of feeds into the fact that this pre-season, I'd like to see how these individuals do, whether they kind of put the nail in the coffin or whether they actually show out. So I'll be watching with intent.
1: Do Do we think the first string are going to play at all? One drive, maybe? <laughs>
2: Possibly. yeah, do they not normally Possibly. get a drive in the first game? And then Andy will play them
0: A half in the, in the
2: second half the second and then the, the, not in the and third, the third. Yeah. 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 That's that's normally where they go. I guess you might see guys like um <laughs> Felix and his Nike Uzama, you know, guys like that might get a little bit more time. <laughs> you might get um
1: Can uh, you two hear my dog here? I can hear Cause... your dog. <laughs>
0: he is
1: dre- he's, like he's he is laid next to me dreaming away woofing in his sleep and his feet are going to love the place <laughs> <laughs> sorry I interrupted you there yeah. carry, on. carry
2: no, on no, he's, um, he's got interesting uh, takes on the preseason. probably he's probably going to watch more of it than I will um, yeah. possibly yeah I mean yeah, so you might you might expect to see guys like Felix uh, and Anadike Uzama get you know get more reps than others, maybe, you know, to kind of get his, get up to speed, just how fast the sort of pro game is. Uh, I'd imagine you might see guys like, um, sort of, Tuck Warton, some of the, some of these guys on the defensive line, you know, they might get a good bit of game time. Um, Clyde edwards I mean, he's maybe interesting to see come back, obviously, kind of fizzled out at the end of last season that with injuries and, and various other things. Because um, I guess at the moment we don't know if Pacheco's going to be good, good to go week one. You know, there's, there, there's that sort of stuff and there's, there's a wide receiver thing. Like, is Justin Ross it, really? Is he? I don't know. Uh, Richard James, who the hell is he? Uh, I still think he's made up and that's I apologise <laughs> to him and all of his family.
1: But I, 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 I have a <laughs> feeling he might be made up. Um I can honestly say I've never seen him play.
3: He he's gonna make the 53.
1: Oh yeah, he's like number two on the depth chart. Yeah, he's definitely gonna make fifty-three, but I've still never seen him play.
3: He's um he was one of the people in the you know, the article I wrote about three part one um before the draft about yeah. the free agents and stuff like that. He was one of the guys that was talking about replacing somebody like McCall Hardman as that kind of gadget player. Gotcha, uh, he had a bit yeah. of a breakout season last year for the Giants, and you know it was a bit of a coming-out year for him. So I was kind of glad we picked him up. So I thought hopefully he would do well. But touching on what you said about pre-season, though, what I did want to say is with the fact that he's going to be suspended for the first six games, I think you might see quite a bit of Charles Amanyu.
0: OK, yeah.
3: I mean, um, he doesn't kick in until the start of the regular season, so I think he may well short quite a bit in the pre-season games. Give him game time.
1: Especially if Jones isn't playing, which there's zero chance because Jones is going to be there this weekend.
3: Well, I think if you kick him inside, as he's quite often done, and uh, put Felix on the edge or have a look at somebody like the BJ Thompson. uh, I mean, Millie Kerrin and Joshua Kendo have been getting reps. So I think you'll see a bit of those guys as well. So I think um, for me, I think many of you definitely are going to see quite a bit of.
1: um, Mike Dane is questionable. Um, and it, I would imagine anyone who's questionable ain't going to be playing on Sunday. Um, so yeah, Kalaftis, Felix, Malik Herring, um, Kendo. yeah, they're, they're your four defensive ends really, aren't they?
3: Yeah, unless, like I said, they wanna, if they want to look at B.J. Thompson, the guy that's just, he looks absolutely shredded and he's like a rocket off the line. That's interesting. Like been, that they have him listed. Role, you know.
1: Yeah, he's listed as a weak side linebacker. Um, yeah, third on the depth chart there. Um, I, I just same with any preseason. Don't get injured. That, no, that's exactly. That is and the only thing.
3: That, I care that, about. That's Priority,
2: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Come on, I we it, Yeah, these guys are. Um, like I said, if we if we think the the roster set, and I'm sure the narrative it. You know at the training camp is very different but i'm sure I'm sure the guys in the team kind of know where the roster, you know that their place in the roster is 95 percent or whatever as well so you know it's maybe more of a battle in the sort of the wide receiver room just, to, just 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 joking for position almost to see you know you know whether it's like you say james or sky moore or you know whoever kind of and i know that andy Reid doesn't necessarily classify them as why does he go one two three or whatever but you know whoever kind of there will
0: be
3: depth, a techie
2: there yeah we? up or
3: down the depth so yeah 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 think the... you'll I'll see I'll look... Justin Ross getting some reps as well quite a few reps I think it'd be I think they might want to see in a game situation with him being injured last year and looking pretty decent in camp you know, uh, are we on the,
1: uh, the the Justin Ross fight train
2: Oh right. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> First class ticket. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's,
2: it's, I think it's got as much to do with wishful thinking as well, because I think that last year when we got him, everyone was like, "Ooh, that's a that's a steal." And then my theory, yeah. is, and I've never said this before, I'm not sure. And I reckon that pretty early doors, they've said to him, "Listen, this isn't this year's is not for you." Yeah. But like, all being well. We'll have you back next year and and you know the signs are good that, that you'll get a place here. So mm. we're just gonna hide you away on the IR or the publish whatever it was that they put on last year, just you know, to, to, to stop him getting snapped up by anyone else as well.
1: The phantom so, injury, he's broken a toe yeah. bit or something. I, I think he did get a
2: surgery or something, yeah. A second surgery last year, but I'm pretty sure they, they would have said to him, But not this year. Yeah. We're gonna do this so we can so he can come back next year. Give him a year off to come you know, completely um you know completely healthy or as healthy as, as someone like that can be but i mean like i said this is this is this is where this is where you know brett Veach has left the wide receiver i mean this is this is this is this is, this is something of a bit right because I, I, I know it's not good, but basically like our, our hopes this year are pinned on marcus valdez scantling who you know is a he good, is what he is. is the good wide receiver three for a lot of teams yeah. Glassman yeah. Kadarius Tory who got himself cropped on the very it wasn't even the very first player practice, it was just the kickabout before. <laughs>
3: it practice. was the warm up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sky Moore, who ran the wrong route in a Super Bowl, still got a touchdown. <laughs> um a man whose neck is like actually fused with titanium rods or whatever. Yeah. You know, that, this is kind of where we are, right? And all of a sudden actually like a you know, any other team, can you imagine if this lot of receivers played for the Bills, right?
3: Yeah. Where would what would we be saying? Yeah. they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl.
2: Exactly. I think it's I think it's I think it's I think it's hilarious that uh, this, this happened and you're just like it's fine, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey all still exist in the human in the human world. So, you know
1: does this play into your theory about Veach is just trying to make it as hard as possible for Mahomes just for the crack kind of thing? Hates Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Has hated Patrick Mahomes <laughs> ever, since the, ever since the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire draft.
2: Uh, it's your fault. <laughs> so what I think... Well, because... Well, cause, so, anecdotally, Mahomes picked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He got him... Yeah, yeah. It was, you know whatever's happened happened and we can name all the other guys that they should have had after it but realistically mahomes doesn't take that much flack for it Beach gets all the flack mm-hmm. for that when Beach is like it wasn't even me yeah like
0: isn't it and so
2: he's, this is this is his revenge and i think i think the revenge will be complete when he gets to get jonathan taylor <laughs> when, Veach, when Veach gets Jonathan when <laughs> That's that's the that's the ultimate revenge he's going to have. He's going to get an absolute offensive weapon, and he's going to be a running back, not even someone that we're hoping to throw the ball to. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Like, let's have a look at what you could have
1: (laughs) won. Oh, good old bullseye, and more (laughs) more quality daytime television. Yeah. No, I I
2: just. (laughs) But that's like we were chatting before about like like Tyler Hill, whatever. And this is this is where like they've been so clever because we were like for the whole of like 18 months, whatever beforehand, where at times the Chiefs of Offense was just looking a little bit stagnant, pedestrian, whatever. Folk like, oh, we can't beat, you know, we can't beat the, the like the deep safeties. You know, we can't beat like, we can't get anyone over the top. So Brett Beach is just like, well, that's fine, let's not bother anymore then. You know, they just come up with a game plan. It's like, like if we, if we take away the real deep threat, what will we do? And they read, goes away and thinks about it for 20 minutes comes back with a plan so like fine we'll just get rid of we'll, 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 we'll trade tyreek hill and not even not even try to replace him and it worked out fine
0: Still, it hard, more offensive football.
2: yeah it's, just, it's so it's, it's, it's so clever and then there was a, a podcast like the athletic podcast talked about like i know you listened to it you like the most yes, like the I most did. successful why the most successful offenses were successful in the last couple of years and probably going back to the start of mahomes's career as a starter it was that like explosive threat you know there was there was loads of games where like, we got the ball three plays later we scored a touchdown and that's it yeah you know and then the teams took that away from us and actually the reason that we were so good last year was got, it, it really had nothing to do with the sort of explosive play element it was efficiency
3: yes pure, pure Efficiency in the short to intermediate
1: just just yeah. efficiency I, 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 efficiency I, and success rate are the two key kind of analytics exactly. things that they look exactly. at these days
3: well uh, one of them that feeds into that as well though is there's also that like packs they look at the big time throws you know the big time throw rate and stuff like that i mean we don't have that we didn't have that last year so some didn't people might be say, well, actually, Mahomes is big time throw percentages down. Well, it is because we've been given two, two high safety looks all the time because we had that deep threat, and teams didn't want to change that until they figured us out before. But we didn't need to. We're efficient at what we needed to do in the short and immediate term. So,
1: the the three tight end sets were the killer um, from Andy yeah. Reid's point of view because that's like three cheap wide receivers on the field, but you have to play. Base defense against them, well, good luck with that. And if you don't play base defense against them, there's a seventh round rookie who's just going to run for five, six yards every single time. Um,
3: well, or empty if, boxes.
1: Go yeah, on, if, <laughs> you, if you're only playing eight in the box on 20% of the snaps, then we're just going to shred you with the run game. So what what, what do you want to do?
2: What, what, like, good what's luck. Laser, what's the laser at them as well is, a and t- but it's tight end But we know they're going to throw it to Travis Kelsey. They know they're going to throw it to yeah. Travis Kelsey. They threw it to Travis Kelsey and it still works. Try and stop it. Yes. He's still open. open. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's like a cheat how, code. <laughs> how, how, much of a, how much of a problem is it for you guys if Chris Jones doesn't play on Sunday?
0: No. It's
3: not. It's not a problem. I, I he's so good threatened. at does, It's not a problem, is it? That's a, just, he could walk in week one and still be as disruptive as long as he's kept himself in shape, which I'm sure he is.
1: I think that's exactly what happens. I don't think he plays in the preseason at all, um, and yeah. they just save, save him for week one. You don't need him to play pre-season. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, um, so he's not a rookie, is he? No,
3: God no, no. And we were. Knows the playbook at the back of his hand.
1: Yeah,
2: no, we were we were we were chatting before about. Um, well, he won't. He side or whatever. And I, like, I genuinely, I'm not. I, I think it's been done so far. Like I don't. I, I don't think there's much else that we can add to, to the to the debate because I think it, like 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 you said, you know, he'll either sign now or he won't. Like there isn't a. I, I think there's not really a middle ground anymore. Like there's not. It's, it's just it's just whether he plays, but whether he signs long term or not.
1: Even if he doesn't sign a new contract, he's still going to play for us this season because he's not going to sit out and miss $28 million. So, to me, to me it's kind of a non-conversation. He's playing for the Chiefs this season. Yeah. I, I'm 100% sure of that. Will he be playing for the Chiefs next season? Well, that's a different question. Um, but what, he plays it. this year, it's for the sure. The
3: debate whether you want to cash in. Yeah. yeah. It's whether you but want to try I mean, and get something for your investment or let him go for nothing.
1: But the problem with doing that is it's no use to you now because yeah. at least when the traded Tyreek, it was a few weeks before the draft yeah. and you could use what you got from that trade in that draft. But there's no yeah. benefit to trading Chris Jones now and getting whatever two second round picks for him and having them in the draft at the end of the season. At the end of the season. You, yeah, yeah exactly. that's no use to you now. You're not going to replace Chris Jones now. So th- there's no point in trading him. You might as well just take the third round comp pick next season.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. And like my argument for saying you get nothing for him. Like say he listen, say say it all works out this season, we get another Super Bowl. Three Super Bowl, even even three Super Bowl appearances, even, even an AFC championship appearance, right? Some would say that you get the obvious contract. That's not a bad return for getting obvious contract. You know, I don't I don't necessarily know if Get get leaked like losing him for nothing. I d- I don't know if that I don't know if I agree with the sort of that's what we've been doing because I think we've we've had a ridiculous level of player
3: of him for for so long. Yeah, it was more compensation. I meant.
2: Yeah, and in in other ways, I think. Oh, maybe we do have something to add to the story. <laughs> um, like I said before, <laughs> I, like I, I think that the 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 one thing that's important for the Chiefs, like they did with Tyreek Hill. The, the, the chiefs made Tyreke Hill a very fair offer. He wanted to reset the market. He knew he could do that elsewhere, and you know, and that's how it played out. And I think that it's 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 important that there hasn't been that much talk came out of the discussions, which suggests to me it's still it's still a, a, like a genuine active dialogue. I think if, if if it had completely stopped, you'd probably get one side, i.e., Chris Jones's side you know you maybe get more leaks coming out just trying to you know just trying to move things along a little bit yeah i agree. So I, I, I do think they're genuinely talking but I also, I also think that they're probably at a point where he's he's written his number down on a bit of paper we've written our number down on a bit of paper and every day they go back that you know that hasn't changed it's going to take someone yeah. to it's going to take someone you know something to change um between the two to get that moving and you know in the immediate future
1: i think people are getting too caught up in the 30 million number as well because like what what people should be looking at is the guaranteed money and not just the apy um because you you can make a four-year contract say whatever you want it to say um and you can make it look like it's 30 million a year when it's a two-year, 60 million, 50 million dollar, like, if you really wanted to, um, but, like, is he looking for 75, 80 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. and as you were saying before we started recording, Dunk, what's Clark Hunt's cash balance like, because, you know, that that has to go into an escrow account to, to kind of be there to pay whatever kind of um, signing bonuses as such uh, are going to be paid to him, so, how, how is Clark Hunt's financial situation, and how much effect does that have on the negotiations? We don't know that.
2: Yeah. I mean, like We know the way that the Chiefs think as well. There's a story somewhere, I want to say athletic, it might, might not be that, about the way that they thought. They sat down, like, is it year one or year two of Patrick Mahomes and, and mapped out how it was going to look, because they, they knew they were going to have to pay him ridiculous money so they kind of map that out that how that's going to look and not just through like the sort of the scope of what it means for Patrick Mahomes as a, uh placing the roster but what that means for the rest of the roster as well they're like can can we pay him this and still build a roster so maybe that yeah. means that we need to let Justin Houston go and um, Marcus you know these are like these, these kind of other other pieces go So there's no way they're not don't do that as well with Chris Jones and they look out and like they see over like the whatever he wants, the three or four year contract. Who else is going to come up in that time? And we like we know the names that are kind of going to come up over that period. And, you know, they'll know which ones they want to keep. They'll yeah. have an idea of, of how much money they're going to want. And they'll, 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 the numbers will be drawn up based on the fact that, you know, based on like we just pick a names that we want to keep. Humphrey, we want to keep Nick in. you know, we'll let X, Y and Z walk you need to get a left tackle Trish, of that kind
0: of,
2: yeah yeah we need to get a left tackle of some description you know who's you know yeah. who's that going to be how much is that going to cost you know all that sort of stuff you know so it's not as simple yeah. as just it's not as simple as just saying pmx and be done with it because it, you know there, there are a lot more considerations yes. you know than that but it's like on, on it. no, on, mate.
3: On. i was just gonna say it's just it's like chess isn't it you're thinking so many moves ahead I mean, like yeah. I, I wouldn't know where to start with chess. I mean, like you know, my, my father-in-law plays it, and he, he, you know, he's starting to think a few moves ahead. But for me, I wouldn't have the foggiest. I wouldn't know where to start. Who'd be a GM? You've got to be thinking so many years ahead. Your roster management comes into. It's not just that one year plan. It's like a, it's almost like a strategy, like a five-year strategy, if not more.
1: I think a three-year strategy because you've not got job security for longer than that, or at least very, very few GMs do if you have a couple of bad years he's probably getting kicked out um True, but yeah I,
3: thinking more of the kind of the like the, i guess your first round draft picks you get that kind of fifth year option on them and the ones where you potentially would think about paying more money for them so you know hopefully come the end of his you know you take his fifth year option you're then going to want to pay trent McDuffie again you know that kind of thing so i was thinking more like that kind of that's why i was thinking about the five-year plan yeah
1: um, it's a it's a tough balance now. Like I mean, Veach has done such a good job, particularly of picking up guys. And he's hit well on the late rounds of the draft, which he had to do, and he's done well yeah. out of free agents or trades. You know, the former first round picks for two pound fifty in a bag of crisps kind of trades, where he's then
3: about oh, what Tony's worth,
1: isn't it now? <laughs> um. Well, I don't. I don't know. I mean. Tongue in cheek, I'm joking. <laughs> he, he's he's kind of potentially got the Sammy Watkins kind of vibe for me in that he's going to be missing for half the season. But if he turns up in the playoffs, I really don't give a fuck. Like it's you know come yeah. come back come back healthy when it's important. You have, rip off a 70-yard um, punt return in the Super Bowl, score yourself a touchdown because you're completely uncovered. You know, do it when it matters and doesn't matter if about the regular season. Half, yeah, if, if you're not there for half the regular season, I don't really care. Yeah.
3: No, I get that. He has to, I mean, just look at the DB situation. He's done so well in picking up late-round draft picks and UDFAs. I mean, mm-hmm. what was it? We just we just lost last year Chavarius Ward. Who was an under, yeah. it, was, it was UDFA as well. He was, you know, yeah. He picked up a few others. I mean, we've got a seventh-rounder, you've got a sixth-rounder, you've got a fifth-rounder in Sneed all people who've turned out and actually I think it just seems to be that it seems as though he doesn't want to pay those guys he's quite happy to look at DBs as kind of a the cheap area of the squad and the roster to actually be able to to pay and that that kind of worries me about Snead going forward mind but um I think he knows the big money seems to kind of be around the kind of the quarterback and the um the trenches where they've always said they'll prioritize the trenches he's always said that
1: I think Sneed's gone like They've got mcduffie watson and williams next season i i can't see them yeah. paying sneed as well And here's here's me going to speak out both sides of my mouth but
2: chris chris jones makes makes the tvs look good yes like with, 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 without yeah without a quality pass rush i i would i would have concerns about our
1: backfield somewhat I, and without Chris Jones I don't think we have a quality pass rush so he no. he's the he's the Patrick Mahomes version on defense in that they need him to function yeah at at a yeah. at a super bowl level yeah. and
2: and maybe you know and, and maybe um maybe they don't get a deal done this summer and actually Brett Beach's job over the over the course of the season is to look at him, like it's not it's not it's not money ball, but it's not it's not, not money ball if that makes sense. Because like yeah. you said we're not we're not signing another Chris Jones, right? Like you're not it's we're just not gonna magic, you know, twelve sacks and however many pressures in you know, th- you know, a defensive tackle, you know. So he's kinda got to work out where where does that come from elsewhere? And if for that thirty million we can get you know we can get that pressure from two other guys maybe that's his job over the over the off season to work that out but yeah yeah, yeah. i think that there's i mean whether it's chris jones or, or anyone else there's there's no way that we can go into next season without you know without a quality pass rush because i just don't think that if you if you look at the teams that have done well and i mean done well i mean like got to got to super bowls and championship games they they have one dude, who rushes the passer? One like just one guy who's who's going to take double, double and triple teams.
1: You Did know, you listen to the athletics podcast about um, how to build a, a Super Bowl championship defense? And essentially, one of the things you need is in the playoffs a pass rusher to have twenty pressures. Um, and Chris Jones. Okay. Had, No, like over the course of your Super Bowl run. So like five five key plays a game, uh, every game that you're in the playoffs. That was kind of one of the stipulations. Each team that's done well in the playoffs and got to the Super Bowl has had a player who's gone on a tear in the playoffs. Uh, So maybe it was Frank Clark for us in the Super Bowl, the first um, 49ers Super Bowl winning season. Uh, it was Chris Jones was last season, and then you go through the other teams that have won the Super Bowl and they had the similar uh, quality Baron of player. Boll with the Rams. Yes. Um, who else? I mean, was the,
3: look at last year, the, the Eagles last Bosa, year. The yeah. Fletcher, Cox, the Fletcher Cox and uh, Juwan Hargrave, two yeah. defensive tackles who just wreak havoc.
1: So you've got to have that player, and if we don't have Chris Jones, I don't really see who that player is.
3: You're banking on leaps from the likes of people like Carl Aftis and things like that and maybe he's, you're kind of six seven sacks from a rookie like um you Felix, Felix and Pico's army you know that it, it's just it's banking too much on those kind of things where you really what you want is that veteran presence somebody who knows what yeah exactly blue chip player somebody like a Christian like I said before before we kind of spoke just before we start recording you can't for me you can't replace him you really can't you know not immediately in so many years' time, fair enough. I mean, he was a rookie once. They all are. At some point, somebody's going to come along and you may be able to replace him eventually, but you can't lose him and replace him immediately.
0: Could be a GM, Mike.
3: <laughs> Somebody will screw loose.
1: <laughs> if you paid me what Brett Veach is getting, maybe I'd consider it.
3: <laughs> oh, I'd run the I'd run the organisation at the ground. It was, it was me. <laughs> it's terrible i'll be mean, no good for it
1: um yeah I, I, right we've probably chris jones to death uh, we were going to do hot takes um chris go on you i know you have a couple of chiefs related ones but right, we'll, we'll we'll go any any hot takes we've got chris let's, fire let's, right let's first let's set the, let's set the ground rules we're talking oh like, yes go on. I, I mean i
2: i want red hot like <laughs> let's get so my I would have got my hot take last year was that the Bengals had missed the playoffs and
0: Yeah
2: I, I hit the I hit the post on that one, let's be honest, right? <laughs> um, you weren't far away. Okay, I wasn't right. far away, right? Uh, anyway. Let's go that way. I might so that's just gonna set the scene. Mine mine might be some I might I
1: might just I might
2: throw well, some here's
1: out well. see, Mine from last mine, year was jo- Jody Fortson would have more touchdowns than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Again, that. <laughs> Again, <that. laughs> what? How did I
3: miss that? You said that seriously, did you?
1: I did. Yep, I did. Oh my word! These are hot, hot takes we're talking mm. here, Chris.
3: That, that, that is a hot. That, that's just almost pie in the sky. That it's like you, could, <laughs> you might as well have said Patrick Mahomes will get traded. it's Just, but it's strange. I, like
2: I, I think we all. I think there was a groundswell of opinion this time last year. Probably especially after the the preseason that that Judy Fortson was going to be like this, like almost like a red zone special teams player, right? Yeah, exactly. He was just he was just going to come out and catch eight one yard passes, not do very much else.
1: The, there was the o- the other perception was that Kelsey was. 33 going on 34, he was gonna slow down. Teams are gonna be concentrating on him in the red zone, they're not gonna be concentrating <laughs> on Fortson. Fortson's a converted yeah, wide receiver yeah. playing as tight end. Um yeah. and that that was where the thinking went. Well, so there I was a, there was a logic behind it. Um If no, you'd have said
3: Jarek McKinnon, you'd have been right.
1: Yes, and I would not have said Jarek McKinnon. <laughs>
3: exactly, now that, if anybody came up with that as a hot take, then you, I would say oh, you're a fortune teller. Very talent.
1: impressed,
3: very impressed. But, <laughs> I'd love to have known what the odds were on that. Yeah, Him I scoring it. more touchdowns than Travis Kelsey, that just, it would have been insane odds, I think. I mean, for me though, we're looking at the hot takes, we've set in ground rules. I thought it was kind of chief specific, whereas I know, Duncan, used have like, to be, uh... kind of maybe he's like league-wide ones, maybe, and not chief specific, so
2: whatever we throw, we let's throw just, out. just start throwing some mud and see what happens.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, okay, okay, I'll start with the one I think is the most kind of out there one, chief specific Wanya Morris to be the starting left tackle by week six. Okay, that is my first hot take.
1: Is that now, because Donovan about, Smith's bad or because he's injured?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. And the fact that we've not paid him big monies on a one-year, three million contract. It's not a lot. And I've kind of, I kind of, I, I did talk up Wanya Morris a little bit during the draft and said, I think I can't remember who the other one was. There was, I said that we'd draft either Morris or somebody else in uh, something like the, the third round. It was out two, it was a 50, 50 shot and we took Morris. We did take one of them. I've always kind of liked him. So I think I've talked through pre-seasons or, not pre-season, through camps or fires that he's he's been doing very well and apparently he's overshot Lucas Niang as the kind of swing tackle I think for me, by week six, I think that Lucas Niang uh, sorry, uh, Wanya Morris will be the starting left tackle replacing Donovan Smith because I just, he wasn't great last year at the books, he's I'm a bit sceptical about him I'm not sure, I mean he was brilliant he was brilliant but recently he's just he's fallen off and I think you can't beat that kind of youthful exuberance and I think he's a clever player, he's a good player. That's the, the hot take that for me he is the starting left tackle by week six. Could be earlier, but no later than week six.
1: Okay, good stuff.
3: Duncan.
2: I think I'll take an injury for that to happen, that's my comment. I think last like last year we went on in our groups about uh, however mm. Brown and um Wiley graded out by certain ranking metrics and i don't think we've flinched once in in moving them i think it would take an injury for that to happen but on the flip side if an injury did happen whoever steps up you know the man in possession is the man in possession so i think if he did get the job and played well enough i don't think he would get i don't think he would get dropped just just for just because donovan smith happened to be a more experienced
1: player yeah. I think if, if they didn't um put Orlando Brown on the bench last year, I'd struggle to see them put Donovan Smith on the bench yeah. this year. But if it's an injury yeah. then yeah. yeah. I, I can see him taking the job via injury and not giving it back. I could see that happening. Yeah.
2: So my my <laughs> my, my, my 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 so my choice two- one um we've just spoken about how We've got an all-world defensive tackle on the roster, so to that end, uh, George Karlaftis is going to ha- is going to lead the, the team in sacks.
3: Oh, do you have a number in mind? No,
2: because I don't think. Um, no, because I would, The team. What would we? Were like second or third, weren't we, in, in like sort of league-wide sacks?
1: We were. We had about fifty-four or fifty-five, yeah.
2: and that's like 50, like that's not. Another worldly number, like there's no way the Eagles hit seventy odd again, right? No. No, no.
3: So they've uh, lost one of their stars.
2: Yeah, and I think that sort of like that sort of thing is hard to predict and and repeat. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if sort of overall as a team we drop down. But no, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. I think he to eight or ten because he Calathes really kind of hit his straps last year. towards the end of the season? He did. I think he was. I think I think he was good enough is probably the word and he probably took advantage of of chris you know of the fact that chris jones is, is inside him eating Double up and so that that, that does make it yeah. easier for him um but i, but I guess the thing is two prong one that that Galatas was ascending by the end of the season three prong mm-hmm. two we're gonna we're gonna be good this year we're gonna put teams in a lot of passing situations for a lot of games mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah,
2: and. As much as we well, love Chris Jones and whatever, um, Chris Jones has actually hit double figure sacks twice in his career. I think, right? The, is, is it more likely he has fifteen sacks again, or is it more likely he has eight? I don't, I, I, I don't know no, the answer
0: to that.
1: But as Terras used to say, the contract year is undefeated, and yeah, if he hasn't it? signed, if he hasn't signed a long term contract, this is a contract year.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. Um, well, but there's, but there's, there's my thinking that um, I think there's an opportunity for for Calatis to to be the team of
3: sacks, so potentially double figures hitting that ten mark. Uh,
1: could be, yeah. I mean, Is it eight to ten. Yeah, yeah, it could be, could be. Didn't he have like six like in the last six games or something like
3: that last season? Something like that. I mean, I think he finished this rookie season with seven. Which.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think know. they were all late in the season as well.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, which yeah it, it, you know, it, it's fine.
3: He had seven sex last season. Hmm. And I like what I've seen him in the off season as well. He's been who was it? He was uh, he was training with somebody. Was it, it was was Hill, or 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 something like that? Like that. Yeah. yeah. And I like what he so I like what he's doing. I like the fact that he's actually a student of the game and he wants to study he wants to improve his craft, he wants to get better. Um and I think you're scratching the surface, he's a kid that turned up late to football. You know, he was a former water polo player. And I mean that showed last year as well. He was up there. I think he, he was joint leading uh, passes batted as well.
1: He had five and a half sacks in the last seven regular season games, and then one sack in the playoffs. So, so if yeah, you you do that,
3: if you actually look at that across the season.
1: Yeah, that would be a 10-15 sack season. Yeah, you'd take that absolutely.
3: Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. So I don't think that's too. I, I agree with that, Duncan. I, I can uh, I can see that.
2: Right, yeah. I'm, going to have to get, I'm going to have to get spicier then. Right, Neil, over to you. <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, better than that. Oh, come on. Nah, that, yeah. That's rubbish. Come on. <laughs> Th- this one is for Tomo. So, Tomo, you're listening, man. Take care of this one. But Rashi Rice is going to have a 1,000-yard receiving season as a rookie. Ooh, as a rookie? I, I, I don't have faith in Sky Moore. I know what Marcus Valdez-Scantling is. And I think there's a real...
3: Limited. There's
1: a real chance for... Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's a real chance for Rashi Rice to take over Juju's role from last season. Juju had about 900 and something yards um, over the course of the he season. He was
3: 30 yards short?
1: He, he was just short of um, a thousand, yard, a thousand yard season, uh, as I very quickly go into the stats for last season, and... Juju Why had 900, that, 933 yards last season. Uh, well, so I think short finish. I think Rashi Rice um, is going to take Juju's role and run with it, and um, I think he gets a thousand yards season.
3: One big spanner in the works. When was the last time we've seen Andy Reid trust a rookie wide receiver in taking that many reps to get a thousand yards?
1: We haven't, but when has he had his wide receiver core as bad as this? Like, What are the the
3: other options? That's also true. That's also true. Things are evolving. You know, Spags wouldn't necessarily trust rookies. All of a sudden you see Williams, Watson, McDuffie all throwing the uh, equation last year. So the team is evolving. They are changing. You never know. Hmm. A thousand yards. Now, what are the odds on that? Because if oh, that's the case, know. I would expect oh, no. that you put one of your free bets on that. <laughs> um, I if that's a hot don't. take, it's a free bet.
1: Well, while you two do your next uh, hot takes, I am going to see if I can <laughs> find odds on that. Work away. Chris, your next one.
3: My next one is Blake Bell to not make the 53-man roster. The bell um, dozer does not make the roster
1: so who does then is the um Bushman I think is the Matt Bushman is that, yeah is that who it's going to be
3: I think you go with Kelsey Gray and oh, Bushman and Thornton uh yeah I okay I, I, I can I don't
1: I can sign on for that I think
3: yeah.
2: As it, more as it of stands, a receiving
3: threat
2: as it stands fortune is not on the depth chart oh hang on
0: no he's not on the depth chart is that right he is he's fourth on the depth chart sorry
3: fourth on the right okay yeah
2: right. Ah, so that's the depth chart that they put out i mean that's the early one which we know yeah. that andrew doesn't like him. sorry um yeah but i would say that blake Blake Bell doesn't have, like, Fortson's got something extra, if that makes sense. It um, does. That perhaps Blake Bell doesn't have that one thing that you can, you know, say that he does, well, other than he does a lot of the dirty stuff pretty well. You know, so he's, I guess he's a very much, he's, he's very much a traditional tight end, right? Um. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I've not seen enough of Matt Bushman to 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 know whether he would want. Cause he's more of a he's
0: more of a route running pass catching yak kind of tight end, right? Yep. Don't know. I mean, I I, I think it's I think it's I think
2: if there was fifty one names down, like, like Neil said, uh, Blake Bell's possibly one of the two
3: who whose name is not in pen yet.
1: Yeah, I I think they liked Bushman last year before I got injured, didn't
3: they? They did. In pre-season, he was looking really, really good. And then he got injured. And it was a shame because he he looked great. But I think what the other four give you without Blake Bell is they're more of that kind of receiving tight end where you can probably employ them in the slot a bit more. They're not your kind of traditional kind of in-line tight end where you'd expect them to be acting as like a blocker. I think Blake Bell, for me, is probably the one that's the... Got the better blocking upside, hence the belldozer, But I think if you brought McKinnon back and he makes the roster, I think McKinnon actually can act as good as Blake Bell does in terms of a blocker, because you know he proved it last year. He was he protected Patrick Mahomes really well. Um, I don't think you'd necessarily need to go that route. I mean, that kind of tight end has almost been a kind of hybrid between like a running back and a kind of a receiver. So. I think for me, I think they're probably gonna be looking more at the, the upside of the receiving tight ends and not necessarily thinking that they're gonna take an extra blocker um or a blocking tight end. I think you may well miss out. I mean we did let him go once. He spent a season with I think it was the Cowboys and then we brought him back again last season. So I think for me that's I think he's gonna miss out.
1: Very good. Dunk? Right, I've got two I've got two
2: more cheese ones. Uh and you can tell me which one is is, is spicier, right? Uh, the first one, and both of these, I admit, these are there's an element of wish casting in these. So <laughs> um, we're going to have we're 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 going to have a Blaine Gabbert playoff moment. Oh,
1: that's my. Uh, yeah. I I hope that's not the case, <laughs> like char- because if it dry. does, it means Patrick's injured. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, uh,
2: I'm not, no, wishing, a, I'm not, wishing, I'm not wishing. I'm not wishing. I'm not wishing Miss Fortune and Patrick Holmes at all. Um. Uh. I have just. I've, I've got a newly found man crush for Blaine Gabbert.
1: Yeah. Is it the mustache or is it the hair? Uh, everything. Or both. It's, it's everything. Both.
2: It's just, yeah. He's just. I mean, he could advertise Marlboro cigarettes back in the eighties. Like <laughs> he's just a. He's, he's just a man's man. Um, yeah. Big James Gabbert. And uh my other one is that we are going to see a defensive player score a touchdown on the offense. On offense? Yes. If we're gonna finally funny. get a proper big man touchdown. Either either as a either as a as a as a pass or a catch. I like it, it could be we could we could have a Don Tarry Poe moment.
1: Was it Danny Shelton was practicing that
2: yeah and he's he's he was the one delivering the pass as well I think yes uh, he was yes yeah, that's right hands. um but, you know Tom and I were convinced that uh um Colin Saunders was going to be the man for that and I, I I'm convinced they had plays in there for him
1: uh I, I could see that coming that's my that's my other one did you two think Mahomes was going to have a receiving touchdown as well? Do I yeah, remember well, that right? There was
0: that, there, was, there was that
2: one
1: time. There was a play for that, wasn't there? <laughs> Kelsey try and find him, didn't he?
2: No, there yeah. was one where he was wide open. They didn't pass. That was a couple of years ago, I think. It wasn't last season. because There was one where Kelsey was um, Mahomes was wide open. And I think Kelsey obviously stuck to the, whatever he was meant to do. Whoever, whoever had the ball, it wasn't Kelsey's, um, did whatever they were meant to do. But Mahomes was wide open one game. And I get why you don't pass them over because you get delayed out by some by some nonsense safety. But um, yeah, that's that's my take. That um, I think that I think last year and like the snow globe thing and then all the the, the kind of backlash. I feel like it's disrespectful
3: or whatever. I think the Chiefs fucking love that. Yeah. I think like, like, yeah. I think. There's, they there's, want to confuse the league.
2: So not confuse it. I think they're just like well, like fine. It's like it's a bit like um.
3: I mean, it's
2: not in better players, they just but they just like just like deal with it. Like well, you're not expecting this. The thing that I loved the most out of Snow Globe was that did it not come out of a Raiders timeout? I thought the oh. Raiders called a timeout and we did that. I think that's just brilliant. Could have done. I think that's just great because you're like you're just like you're getting yourself set up for for whatever. You know the, the the goal line stand. Oh, what are they doing? Yeah. I don't know. What did we just say in Oh, we're nah, pissing about here. <laughs> no, They've scored a touchdown. My dear. Like, yeah, that's my thing. Uh, we're going to see a proper big man score. The, the sort, the sort of that, um, the sort that goes down in, in Chiefs football. I like that. Yeah.
3: Do you know, as much as I can see it as being a likely thing, a lot of people would say that it's not likely. But so for me, I would say actually that's probably the hotter take. Out the two, I think I can see it happening. I can't see any other team in the league doing it. I can see us doing it. I can see it happening, but I think a lot of people wouldn't expect you to do it. So I think that is probably a hotter take than the hmm. Gabbard kind of playoff moment, and especially because of the fact that you would only pretty much see that if it was for some kind of adverse reason of like Mahomes being injured or something like that. But yeah, we, and we, nobody we, wants to see that.
2: We can just ignore that side of things. Yeah, it's it's,
3: it's partial broadcasting. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I'd probably say the the big man touchdowns the uh, the spicy one out of the two. I'd love to see it though.
1: I I think that's quite likely to happen. I think I think they'll have that up their sleeve somewhere. You might not see it till the playoffs, but I think that that's definitely (laughs) definitely in the playbook somewhere.
3: Does preseason count? No.
1: They're, they're going to be as vanilla, vanilla as possible in pre-season. They're, they're as vanilla Shelton. as possible most of the season.
2: Danny shouting back to ah. the throw to blame Gabbert in the end zone.
1: Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Things Beautiful, you want to, say. Things you what, what, you to see. Things you didn't know you wanted to see until you knew. Oh, I'm, going for, I'm going for a... I'm thinking
3: a about, about that. Just touching on the back of that. What about in terms of pre-season? It's a time like... You know, you can maybe draw up a bit of a play, or you can probably call a play that maybe you've been working on in preseason or something like that. No, there's absolutely, what about... no, way do
2: that. There's absolutely no way to do that in the pre-season. Yeah. Just no way the Chiefs are burning that in the preseason. season
3: I was going to say, what about, as a hot take, what about a kind of Mahomes behind the back pass in a pre-season ah. game?
1: I I just don't think he's going to play much pre-season football. Um,
3: I I agree, but to kind of give me a player coach, I just want to try this out. Hot take?
1: That's certainly a hot take. That's possibly the hottest hottest (laughs) we've had yet. I I would be very, very surprised if that happened. So that would make it quite a hot take.
3: Yeah, yeah, I would as well, but, you know, who knows? Who would have expected to do the kind of, Snow globering around the rosy thing. Yeah, but
1: that, that wasn't kind of, preseason. That was like last week in exactly, the season. Exactly. That was actually
3: in the well, it was still a regular season game. It's like you never, I don't know. I mean, they surprised me that much. This Chiefs team right now, they're doing things that nobody ever did before. So it's, it's it true. really wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. But it's not really like kind of. That was more of a kind of tongue-in-cheek take that I wouldn't be. I would be surprised, but by the same token, I wouldn't be surprised if he did try that.
1: Okay. Um, I, I've oh. got a, a non-Chiefs one. All right. um, my hot take is that both the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles do not make the playoffs. Ooh. <laughs> I think Miami and the Jets could have enough to to knock the bills out of um certainly out of division winner and quite possibly outside of wildcard race um mm-hmm. that division could be really attritional and i could see where they lose a game to the patriots if they got five six losses they, they could be struggling to get in there and then the eagles yeah. i think teams have had a season to figure them out and I think they'll play them a bit differently. Dallas are a really good side. I can see them winning that division. Um, so uh, the uh, I'll go an even hotter take. The Chiefs are going to beat the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. <laughs> what? The Falcons. The Falcons wow. offense. The Falcons offense is going to be sick, absolutely sick. They're going to score Fantastic. a shit ton of. A shit ton of points in a really crappy division. They'll win the division. They may even get the number one seed in the NFC. And if they do and they've got home playoff games, Chiefs to beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. You heard it here first.
3: (laughs) Okay. just interestingly, what is the price on the Falcons reaching the Super Bowl?
1: Um, I can tell you the price on the Chiefs to beat the Falcons on the Super Bowl because that is one of my 10 euro free bets uh and it yes. is 150 to one and i will take home a grand and a half uh if that happens Right. okay every, every year
2: there's uh like a zero to hero team
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and like you say coming out of a crappy division and the falcons have got every chance
0: so the got-
2: team from that division is going to have a home playoff game. Yes. Right. They're not going to be very good. You know, well, you'd say they're not going to be a very good team, but you know, on paper, they're they're kind of they're not one of the the Super Bowl favorites. But you've got if you look at like the NFC and kind of their contenders, if you, like if you looked at like the top six contenders, right, the Cowboys and the Seahawks, the Niners and the Eagles are all going to be in there. Yeah. Only two of them can get. Home playoff games, right? Yes. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, every chance that someone just gets a weird result.
1: Just the get, to the, pl- get to the playoffs, and anything can happen. And if you, if you've got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, uh, Alligeir, the running back, Patterson, like they're five pretty useful weapons. If they get even reasonable um, quarterback play. They're they're going to be a handful. Like like Ritter's not
2: the number one overall pick, but no, like who's who's to say that they're not going to going to be the Bengals? Like like you say, I think there's I think there's I don't think it's as
1: wild as you say. Mm-hmm. I, I can see I can see a path to it. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I can see one. a path to them making the playoffs. And then it's anyone's game. Yeah. It is.
2: Yeah, yeah. It my is. my league-wide one is the two most talked-about teams of the off-season: the, the the Lions and the Jets. Neither of them are going to make the playoffs. Mm, that wouldn't surprise me. Just, I'm just not buying the Lions. Like, I'm, I'm not buying the, the, Jets. the Jets. The Lions are... the Jets, said, are in a really hard division as well. Yes. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not going to take. It's not going to take that much to kind of throw you off course, and all of a sudden you're two or three games behind. And the Jets, just,
1: Jets' first four games, um, as Frank was saying last year, they could easily be one and three. They start with Buffalo, and week four is us, and I'm going to quickly try and find who their other two games are, but they have a fairly savage schedule. They have uh, They play the Bills. They're away at the Cowboys. Uh, they play the Patriots, then they play us. That's their first four games. Mm-hmm. They could be owned four to start the season.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm just not buying the Lions. Shoot, like I'll talk, like the Lions are just—it's like where does it all come from? Like that yeah, well, and I get that they I get that they beat the Packers in the last game of the season, but they don't beat the Packers in the last game of the season. None, I just don't think any of this narrative that we've had comes because they 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 lost to someone like the Colts or something the week before, didn't they? Like they should have yeah. been in the playoffs. Yeah, They're just like unlucky to miss a playoffs. No, because they shut the bed. <laughs> just not having that. Like I I'm not. It's it's fashionable to shit on Jared Goff, and he's not. I think Jared Goff is is all right like he's he is he's jarred off he's <laughs>
3: like, steady enough he's he's, he's middle yeah. of the road isn't he he's,
2: yeah so he was basically his best self last year is he going to be that uh, i don't know they've got their uh like their best the best receiver suspended. um or one of the one of the one of the, you know, the starting receivers suspended they jameson um,
3: williams Yeah. They ditch,
2: didn't that ditch both the running backs swift and um, Jamal Williams, you know, it's um,
3: just don't yeah. See it. yeah. But the, uh, just... they brought in Jamia Gibbs, who was an absolute weapon.
2: Yeah, I just I just don't see it with them. I think that's there's, there's been so much spoken about them. I just don't see it with either of them. I think the Packers are in that division.
1: Are, are we going to drop forty on the Lions in the first game of the season? Then, like we averaged thirty-five plus in the, in the opening day of the season under Andy Reid.
2: I think it's a weird. Season opener, and I wonder if it hadn't been for the Frankfurt game, if it might be something like the Dolphins mm-hmm. at the start of the season. So I just think us and the Lions is a weird season opener. Um, weird. Game There's no storyline the there, is there? No, and it's a weird game to give the Lions as well. I get that. I get that they're kind of a bit of a sort of a hot ticket, and just I just don't like. I just I just don't see it. I just don't see that as a as a season up now.
1: Yeah, there's no Yeah, it can easily be a blowout. There's no rivalry or anything to kind of go off. There's no, no there's no history of players between the two that I can think of off the top of my head. Um No. Yeah, there's just you No, know, I think th- the secondary's
3: uh, not great. Offense is pretty good, but the oh, defence, nah. It's it's not great. Apart from Aiden Hutchinson.
2: Nah, I just, yeah, I just them by the lines, I think I think there's more reason to doubt them than there is to to big them up, and I don't really see. Mm. The, and here, my last my last hot take, which is the most specific hot take that you that, that I can get
3: that I can give. Okay.
2: Uh, t- Tom Brady is going to play for the Raiders. <laughs> I
3: think, I think there's a lot of people that I think that as well.
2: <laughs> Tom Brady's going to play for Raiders this
3: year. Didn't you ask for a price on that, and they didn't give you one? Yeah, they won't
2: do it. But <laughs> I, I just, I think he's going to this this year.
3: Wouldn't surprise me. Get away from Florida that way on. That side of the country.
2: It's just, it's the most like Brady coming back. I'm, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not a Tom Brady hater either. I just like he, he is what he is. Um, Tom Brady coming back would just be the most boring. Yeah. <laughs> like just it'll. Oh, it'd be terrible. I just if he comes back and plays against us, I'll just oh my god, I'll hate it. I'll, I'll need someone else to to, to run this sort of thing for a week because I just I can't be doing that. <laughs> it's, just, it's so it's just so uh oh, it's just so predictable. Anyways, <laughs> there's my that's that's not wishcasting that one very specifically no. not. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's my there's, there's there's some of my hot takes for you.
3: My last one, then, if you want it, is for Trent McDuffie to earn a Pro Bowl spot following a stellar sophomore season.
1: Okay, I can see him being a shutdown corner. I like that.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it might not be that hot of a take, but that's a hot take for me. Better
0: competition,
2: competition in the AFC, though, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, this Sauce Gardner's got means... one of those Pro Bowl slots locked down. Yeah. Unless he's injured.
2: Yeah, okay. JC Jackson still, is he still at the Chargers?
1: He is, yes. Uh, Stephen, yeah.
2: Stephen Gilmore, he's at the Dolphins. Ah, he's isn't? passed it now. Jalen so. Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey's at the Dolphins now. He's,
1: he's not going to play until December anyway, Ramsey. Yeah. It's not It's not that I don't think that Duffy's good, I think there's competition
2: and he doesn't really have the same with Pete Humphrey in that top one hundred. It just doesn't really have the sort of name, like a name brand. Mm. And I think so much of like, the Pro Bowl and all these things is about like the
1: name, Popular not concept. not yeah. It's not necessarily about how good you are. He's going to have to get a lot of interceptions early in the season to get his name out there to be in consideration. If if he does really well from like week ten onwards, that's too late.
3: Well, Tariq Woolen did it. Yes, true. And that's why it's a hot take mm-hmm. because of the reasons that you put forward. It's a hot take. Might not happen, but that's what I, yeah, I think. Yeah,
2: I guess the one and the one thing that's always leveled at the um, no, I really like Lightbody. I think he's in um, some ways maybe missing that time to start of season played into his hands because he just had a little bit of time to kind of settle in without. Huge yeah. spotlight on. him mean, we were we were kind of rolling by the time he came into the team, so there's was a bit less pressure. Mm-hmm. I really like him. Um, we just don't get that many takeaways, do we? Uh, across the whole team, really. Mm-hmm. That's just not what our kind of what our um, our DBs are are kind of known for. And I know that there's been a lot of um, uh, like footage of the of the training camp and the kind of seems that the, the, the cassette have to sort of punch the ball out which I think mm. guys like Cook and um and Reed are gonna love as a safety there. You know they love to cause a bit of violence. But um would just be yeah that we don't necessarily get as many takeaways and I think that for like a Pro Bowl slot, like being so good that no one throws near you counts less than than getting those um you know
3: getting those picks. I think that and the fact that you've got well, I suppose they're probably a victim of the fact that we've got a good pass rush, like we were saying before. We don't give them time, we don't give them the opportunity to throw their way, not because quarterbacks quarterback's yeah. been sacked, then, you know, that's on the flip side, I'm kind of arguing my own hot take a little bit there. but
2: Yeah, no, I, I I really like McDuffie, and I think he's quite, um, he seems like quite like, an understated kind of guy.
3: Hmm.
2: don't we don't necessarily that much of him i don't i don't know if he's 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 kind of on social media like he's not like he's not that sort of outspoken kind of um like we saw so much of his rookies like we saw so much of pacheco like massive personality Mm. you know really likes the spotlight that sort of stuff um i just think uh McDuffie just seems a sort of quieter kind of guy and i really like that as well like he just just
3: yeah just
2: just get out there and
3: play. Be good. Go home. Very much yeah. like the, the Paul Scholes kind of thing. He, just, he didn't want to be seen and he was just a family man who did his own thing, but a superb player on the pitch.
1: Know your role, do your job, go home. Exactly. And that Travis Kelsey's line.
3: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Who was, uh, was know your role? Dick Vermeule, wasn't it? was know your role, do no, your
2: no, job. No, know your role your and shut your mouth. That was uh, Mayor Jabroni.
3: That was the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh.
1: <laughs> know your role and shut your mouth, Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> right then, are we done at an hour and ten minutes? That was a hell of a lot longer than I thought we were going to get out of tonight. Yeah, because, Anyone got like, anything else you want to talk about?
3: No, I'm busting for the loo. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: just going to call that I was, call out my pre-season pod, and then
2: next, just going to work my way into.
1: Just kind of of working it up to fit. Yeah, exactly.
2: And I'll just be like, pew, 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 hot take, hot take, hot take, hot (laughs) take.
1: There we go. We're we're all getting back into shape here. Yeah. Well, podcast shape, not necessarily. What I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that'll do us for tonight then. Uh, Chris, thanks for your time, man. Much appreciated. No problem, thank you. Duncan, thanks as always, man. Much appreciated. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone, indeed. So we'll say from one kingdom to another, Goodbye for now and enjoy the game.